I'm not too old to enjoy hot sex with Zap. Oh, sex with Zap. Oh, sex yeah. with ah. Zap. Sex no. with no, Zap. No. Now, if you'll excuse me, I don't think I can live here anymore. I'll be back for my things at eight sharp. Sex with Zap. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Comedy Central reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And today we're talking about Season 7, Episode 5, Zap Dingbat. Ben, I have a very, very important and not disgusting question for you. Okay. If you were going to surf... In the sewers, <laughs> which sewer would you like to surf in, and why and when? Um, New York. Okay. In the nineties. Okay. Ninja Turtles. <sighs> Easy question. Man, Next. that was. <laughs> I, you know, I forgot that there was a correct answer to that question, and I thought yeah, I was going to. Your... I thought it was going to be a yes and situation, but it's like no, this is it. Go away. <laughs> Most of your questions do tend to be very open-ended, but uh-huh. there is only one correct answer, and it is 90s. Maybe if you want to, you know, like, late 80s, but, you mm-hmm. know, that sort of time frame. New York. Hang out with the Ninja Turtles. And uh, surf Mike, in those sewers. Michelangelo will be down there going, like, cowabunga, because mm-hmm. he's a party dude. Sure. Uh, just watch out for Raphael, because he's rude. Can't mm-hmm. You can't deal with that rude dude. It's true. Does he have attitude? Uh, he does. Have you uh, seen? Have a you seen the show with attitude? Have you seen the show? I have. I have. I'm pretty sure I've seen some turtles. Something. I've played a lot of turtles in time. Oh, great game! Very good game. I also played the uh, the NES one that is way too hard, and I think I was five, and I got very mad. Oh, at the it. original. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh no, that game's garbage. I I've got, never beaten it. I got to the point where you're like. I, I don't know how I manage this, but I got to the point where you are like in an electrified water level. Oh, yeah. No, that, that's a very, very famous. Uh, Never got past that. Uh-huh. So you go through uh, the foot soldiers are going to blow up a dam. And oh, so yeah. you need to uh, you walk all the way up to the top of the dam and then you jump in and then you have to disarm bombs. And there's, for some reason, electrified seaweed all over the dam. It's not not particularly well maintained. Uh, clearly, I think the dam needs a little bit more infrastructure budget to clear out that electric seaweed. I have a question. Yes. How does one electrify seaweed? Well, um, it is a plant, right? Like when, a, what, a sea plant. When a seaweed and a Pikachu love each other very much. Oh, so I see we're going back to Detective Pikachu. <laughs> I've been thinking about Detective Pikachu <laughs> basically nonstop for weeks. Welcome to the Detective Pikachu fancast. I mean, let, let let's talk about it. Let's go. <laughs> forget forget the turtles. Let's talk about Detective Pikachu. Okay, again. so we're just abandoning the whole. Yeah, team. let's okay. whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the the answer to the question. Whatever. Let's talk about something else. Detective Pikachu was amazing, and it it was have very been, good. It shouldn't have been anywhere near as amazing Absolute, as it was. It, it is. It is. It, you can tell it was a labor of love, and they very specifically wanted to get the Pokemon right. 
Absolutely. And that is why it's so good. The plot, pretty good, but not as good as the care, like, put into the Pokemon that are on screen for, like, half a second, like Jigglypuff. The care put in a Jigglypuff at the little bar or mm-hmm. coffee place or whatever they wanted to go. Co- it's a it's bar. Co- it's, I mean, ca- Pikachu needs coffee. Right. But it is... It's like, a late night coffee shop. It's a late night coffee shop that looks a lot like a bar. Oh, but I guess minor. I, well, I, I don't know. Minor spoilers, maybe. <laughs> this is very early on. <laughs> We're not talking about anything about anything. But all I'm saying is that, like, even Jigglypuff, like the the small amount of time that Jigglypuff is on screen, they care so deeply about making Jigglypuff correct and within the world and consistent that it is laudable. It's amazing. The funny thing was that so you and friend of the podcast Tema went mm-hmm. to go see it and then the next week I was like I'm gonna go see it and uh Tema was like oh you know I'll I'll go with you if you want and I was like oh I mean Tema you know it's it's fine you know I was a single guy for a very long time I'm I've gone to a lot of movies myself I'm totally fine going to see a movie by myself like if you don't you know you don't have to to come with me and she's like no you don't understand <laughs> I want to go see Detective Pikachu again. And this is from somebody who hasn't played any of the Pokemon right. games. But just has very high cute aggression. And I'm sure you experienced the same thing I did sitting next to Tema, where at literally any time a cute Pokemon was on screen, like she just was overflowing with cute aggression. Yes. A hundred percent. But I will say mine was surprise cute aggression, which I knew was going to happen because I saw the trailers uh-huh. to Detective Pikachu. There were some that I did not realize she was going to get that excited about. For instance, Squirtles. Did not think that was going to be the point, but boy, howdy, did she really enjoy the Squirtles. But yeah, but then after I saw it, I was like, okay, no, I get it. Like that was actually, it was just a fun movie. Yeah. It was great. Ryan Reynolds was great in it. Like it should be the blueprint for these licensed or whatever like the sonic movie should just put itself on hiatus learn from that movie and do it again um i'm i'm happy that sonic got delayed so that they can when they redo sonic they're not like literally punishing our you know animators i kind of hope that when the new sonic model comes out it's even worse and then they call the movie sonic the movie colon F you mother effers. <laughs> that feels like a bad way to get money, but you know, <laughs> look, I, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say he, this right here and now. All right. This I had is, no this, intent to go to, I had no intent to spend a single dollar on yes, Sonic. Sure. If it was on Netflix, I would maybe watch it. I had no intent to go see it. If they, if they make a worse Sonic model and very specifically say, we are calling you asses out on on giving us so much crap about the sonic model i will gain so much respect for them that i will pay my 12 dollars to go see that freaking movie i will reward this pettiness i will i will 100 percent reward that pettiness i i i I, i'm of two minds like a you can make it worse and then just you call it sonic and then you're fine (laughs) or b you make it what people want and then people go to the, see the movie because it's what they wanted. Like, like make what people want or make what is awful, and then people want to see that too. Or make Either what Ben way. wants. What? That's, or make what Ben wants. That's the third option. Well, that, and uh, are we saying that Ben and people might not agree on what Ben, what Ben and people want? As someone who famously, 
famously ignored the entirety of Game of Thrones. Yes. Okay, fair. <laughs> I yeah, no, that's fair. Um, but what I'm saying, I guess. Okay, there's three options here. You know what's going to be great? They're going to take the milk toast one, and it's going to be slightly better. And still, nobody's going to go see it until it shows up on Netflix, and we all get drunk and, and make then, fun of it. And then they should have gone with with the third option. They should have gone with one of the three options. If anybody is making a movie and wants to know what it would take for me to see it, just send me your pitch. Yeah. Uh, you can send it through the uh, the focus bin. Uh-huh. Just send me the pitch, and then I'll be like, I'll, I'll rate it from a, like, would watch Drunk on Netflix to would spend $12 to go to a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll tell you how you can bump it up to would spend that $12 at a movie theater. Okay. So let's. Uh, this is a good jumping off point. Let me pitch a movie at you. Okay. Okay. So we got Thor. Mm-hmm. Where are we at now? Just starting with Thor. In it has that. Where, I mean, where I need are we a, starting in that? I need a. I need a pitch. That's you just said a word. No, I understand. I want to. I want to see the pit. The 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 pendulum swing as I as I talk through the pitch. Would stay home and sleep. Okay, so not even Netflix. Not even Netflix because you haven't we, given me anything. We haven't made. You've it given yet. me a name. Okay. Thor is hanging out with the Powerpuff Girls. Okay. Now, I want to get this fleshed out a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's leaning toward that, like, I'd probably pay money to see that. And we're, this is- we're talking, like, you know, maybe, like, $2 at the cheap theater. Okay. See, we're moving. Mm-hmm. Now, they have an existential crisis. Okay. Ozymandias from Watchmen shows up. Nah, you went too far. Oh. We'll watch it on Netflix. Let's get to the episode because <laughs> this is a fun game. Because I, I want, have, I want our listeners to tweet at Back to Futurama with their pitches for their focus bin, hashtag focus bin, and so that you can give them a rating on where if you'd watch it and when and how. Okay, so uh, today we're so talking. So tweet at Back to Futurama. Today we're talking about Zap Dingbat. It starts out at Planet Express, where Scruffy is flushing a dead goldfish down the turlet. He definitely wipes away a tear and is very sad. I mean, you know, say what you will about Scruffy. He, he's, he's a he sensitive He looks man. like he's got a tough exterior. I mean, he's got that tough exterior. Right? Heart of gold. Uh-huh. It's just a, a big, mushy... I mean, you know, we see it when he, he tries to avoid falling in love with uh, Wash Bucket. You know, he's, he's just a man of emotion. But he's just got so much pain that he feels like he has to... It's a stoic exterior that mm-hmm. hides the, the vulnerability underneath. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes you can let that vulnerability out. So we follow okay. we follow the goldfish down to the sewers. And, and Zoidberg enjoys it as a little snack as it falls into his mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, someday when I die, don't bury me in the ground. Just feed me to Zoidberg. So... That is a very specific vor, my friend. Circle of life and whatnot. So, no. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, will... there's there's sky burials where like um, Tibetan monks will okay. uh, feed. Uh, they'll purposely feed uh, uh, dead bodies to the vultures. Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you meant. The, I thought you meant the circle of life is you emerged from Zoidberg and now you're going <laughs> back in. The circle of Zoidberg. I don't have words for that. Thanks, I hate it. (laughs) If you have uh, fan art of Ben emerging... No. (laughs) 
do not send that to us under any circumstances. Um, so the Planet Express crew is going to Leela's parents where they are having a 40th anniversary party for her parents. Um, they've been, you know, married for 40 years at this point. That's that, a long time. That's a good, uh, that's a good anniversary to have, I think. Um, Morris and Moon to give a little speech and uh, Leela presents a video tribute. Yeah, and so when they when Morris and Munda give their speech, they seem very much like in love because, you know, um she's like, Oh yeah. Or he's like, Yeah, she loved me even when the side of my face mutated into a radish. And she was like, Yeah, but I fell in love with you for your honesty and humility, and those things never mutated. Oh. And so they're like really Yeah, it's deeply a nice, in love. It's a nice little sentiment. And then as Leela's video tribute is playing, um, that talks about how Munda went to U- the uh, to Brown University. Mm-hmm. That's where they met. And she was studying exolinguistics. And he was just a, a burnt out surfer dude who really wanted to surf all the great waves of uh, the, the sewers, sewers of the world. Mm-hmm. And during this whole time... Morris keeps interrupting with like little quips about like I still don't know what exolinguistics are. Yeah, like half jokes, but at like Munda's expense, mm-hmm. and she's not really having it. Especially because it uh, Munda's like, do you ever listen? Like, don't you? I've told you what exolinguistics means, and he says, I listen to you when I when you have something important to say, which is a bad look. Yeah, so a little a little dating advice. Don't say that. Don't don't do that. Say that to anybody <laughs> ever. Ever. That's it's so it's so amazing. He thought, yeah, this is fine. What you care about is not something important to Morris. It's like, no, this is you would you're an ass. The thing that you have spent your life dedicated to is not important enough for me to pay attention to. <sighs> Just because, I was going to say just because it rhymes. You're really just rhyming two with two. Um, just because it's basically bad poetry doesn't mean that it's true, or that it's good, or that it's romantic. Yeah. So, don't do it. Don't don't be Morris in this episode. Uh, so, the video tribute kind of ends, and then Munda and Morris are literally uh, fighting about, you know... I gave up my dreams for you, and you're basically just a jerk. Yeah. Uh, Munda points out that since mutants have been allowed to go up to the surface for the last year, she can finally uh, achieve her dreams of going out into space and like using her exolinguistic skills. Mm-hmm. And um, Leela's like, no, no, no. You know, everything will be fine. I'm sure everything will work out. And then it smash cuts to divorce is final. Yep. The smash cuts this season have been very good. I've been a fan, even if they're for bad things, like, you know, uh, the the dissolution of a 40-year marriage. Yeah, that that is rough, but it's the comedic of like, oh, yeah, everything will be fine, fine, and then a subversion of expectations. It's very good to me. I feel like you just explained what jokes are. <laughs> Subversion of expectations. Maybe the subversion of expectations of what I just did was to not explain how jokes work. Mm-hmm. So maybe my joke is not a joke, but that makes it a joke. 
I did see a thing once where somebody was like, uh, you know, I've, I've heard it said that only two types of jokes are funny. Uh, ones that are at people's expense or ones that cause you to be surprised and nothing else. And I have a hard time disproving that. I can't really think of anything. I can't right now, but I am also thinking about the cat that's meowing at us. Uh-huh. Now she'll do that. That joke is at our expense because the cat is meowing at us. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, back at Leela's, Munda is staying with Leela, but it's only temporary. It's just until something opens up on this floor. <laughs> it's so funny to me. Uh-huh. Like, it, it's it's just like, I'm not going to stay with you forever. Just, I'm waiting for a specific thing on your floor so I can be close to you. Uh-huh. Not same city, not same neighborhood, not same street, not same building, literally the same floor. I, I, I wonder if this is just a, like a, I haven't been on the surface before, or uh, very much, because it w- wasn't able to, and I haven't spent time with my daughter because she's been on the surface and she passes enough to be non-mutant even though she is mutant um and i want to get to know her again i feel like it's just kind of overbearing i think that's what they were going okay for, that's fair but, enough but yeah you know munda is like uh because leela's like you know it's, i'm i'm sure the rent is cheaper in like panama and it probably is and then uh Munda's like, yeah, but I want to see the world. And Leela says, well, I'll, I'll take you somewhere better. And they fly out into space. They go to the most deaf cantina, which is a, such a <laughs> great name. I Yeah, I really love and it. it, it, it that, uh, by the way, that sits on the Ring of Saturn. I wish I could go to a bar on the Ring of Saturn. That'd be rad AF. It, is, it looks to be a wretched hive of, of, of uh, uh, scummery. I forgot the line. Wretched hive of scum and villainy. Yeah, I messed up the line real bad, didn't I? Star Wars nerd's gonna mess you up. Oh yeah, I know. I just can't say words good. Yeah, it's it is very obviously sort of framed in the same way that the Mos Eisley Cantina yeah. is. Uh, there's a lot of questionable things going on. Bender is in a, a big poker game. Where he literally loses his hands to the Borax Kid. Welcome back, Borax Kid. You know, I never would have expected that the Borax Kid of all characters would ever make another cameo. (laughs) (laughs) I really love that we know like one thing about the Borax Kid and he loves gambling. That and he's made out of Borax and apparently has uh, genital swapping powers. Oh, that's right. Well, we have three things to know about the Borax Kid. If you got to know only three things about somebody. Make one, it that. What they like to do. Yep. Two, what they're made of. Sure. Three, what special skills they have that no one else does. I will say, though, it, the Borax Kid does special skill of swapping genitals isn't something else that no one has. I mean... Garbo the rock know, guy... No, nobody else is is maybe a little over the i mean you know it's a a rare skill i'll give you that yes (laughs) anyways yeah the borax kid shows up again which i wasn't expecting um i mean i was because i've seen it before but you know let's stop talking about the borax kid he shows up for about five seconds (laughs) 
we have talked about the Borax kid longer than he is in this entire episode. Entire series. He showed up for like 30 seconds and we've given him like three and a half minutes. We should do a whole bonus episode about the Borax kid. And somehow we've not run out of material? <laughs> we'll see. The, the best thing is the entire episode is just going to be recutting everything we've already said about him into an episode and then fr- like s- frame it with some sort of framing device it'll be a borax kid clip show yeah that's yeah. what the futurama the back to the futurama fans want is the borax it, kid clip show so they've gone through their focus bin hashtag focus <laughs> bin and they're like this is what we clearly want yeah exactly And you said i'd pay 12 dollars for that at a movie theater no that's that's definitely a stay home and drink and watch it on netflix Fair. However, is there a Back to the Futurama movie that we could get you to spend $12 at a movie theater for? I'd have to go back and like remember <laughs> all the... I mean, we had Turbo Wolf at one point. We That's had, pretty good one. That's strong. Uh, there was... Uh, what was it? Constable Nibbler? Uh-huh, P.I. Nibbler? Uh-huh. That was good. I don't. So I don't remember all that. We, I'd have to get a whole big list of every uh-huh. movie we've pitched on this stupid thing. You should tweet at us ba- at Back to Futurama and send us your favorite Back to the Futurama movie so that Ben can rate it. Munda notices Zap is there. And for some reason, she knows who Zap Brannigan is. Like everybody knows who Zap Brannigan is. He's, he's a war hero. Yeah, but she's been in the sewers this whole time. Like they, how- they get television and I'm sh- like weird internet i'm sure but when you're in the sewers do you care who zap brannigan is i mean clearly i'm on the surface i barely care who zap brannigan is okay so munda was always does wanted to be above her her in her ending up as a housewife right so she was she's always thinking about space so who's in space zap brannigan he's off fighting framed as evil aliens and negotiating peace treaties and negotiate like that could be her hero. Okay. I just found it a little fishy. Meanwhile, Zap is at this bar, and he chose this place of all places to negotiate a peace treaty with some aliens. The Karkarons. So yeah, he's, he is using this universal translator um, where he says something, and then their language is sort of like, it sounds just like, like just grunts basically yeah well these these uh aliens are basically like sharks shark thing i don't know how to describe them more than sharks so i'm assuming if you put them in water they'd actually be able to do more than just kind of like weird growl i just assumed they could just weird growl but that's fair you know but um so he is negotiating this peace treaty and he decides that the very last bit, he's like, I'm going to really impress them by finishing out this in my in in their native tongue. Uh, Kiff is like, don't do this. Last time you did this, that re- Mexican restaurant declared war on us. I love the concept. I do as well. <laughs> because I do kind of want to know how a war with a Mexican restaurant uh, goes. Well, I mean, when you're if if it's mexican restaurant v earth um i would think that the mexican restaurant has less territory but more uh incendiary uh weapons probably no army more guacamole ooh see yeah you cut off guacamole it's a siege exactly so 
uh, Zap tries to to say whatever he's going to say. And the Universal Translator picks it up. And so we know that what he actually said is, I'd like to spank your sister with a slice of bologna. Yep. Unsurprisingly, they don't seem to like this. I wouldn't. Uh, so they smash the Universal. And I don't even have a sister. <laughs> they smash the Universal Translator uh, out of anger. And they start getting in. Like It looks like they're about to get into some sort of fight. And Munda comes over and she uses her expertise in exolinguistics to smooth things over. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out she just explained that, uh, as she puts it, Captain Brannigan just confused the word for congratulations with the word for spank your sister with baloney. Now, <laughs> I, I'm amazed at the language of the Karkarons that they have a very specific word for spank your sister with baloney, but I can get it. I'm always fascinated by the very specific words in other languages that English just doesn't have a translation for. Sure. Like Schadenfreude. Uh-huh. Um, or I can't really think of anything else off the off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. like I know Japanese has got a lot of very specific ones. There's and- like a Swedish one like Hig or something about like the warmth of sitting at a f- in the winter at a fire oh, or reading yeah, a book yeah. or whatever. I know the one you're talking about. It's um, like H Y G G E, Hug or something. So now I'm. I feel like I'm just being really. See, I'm doing zap. I'm being zap right uh-huh. now. Oh no! Who Don't. knows what you just said? Oh no! So, I didn't mean to slap your sister with baloney. So, um, but yeah. So I'm always fascinated by those. Um, but it's it's a little weird. And maybe I shouldn't judge. I don't know their culture, but it is very different to me that there is a single word that translates to uh spank your sister with a slice of bologna look honestly i i wouldn't be surprised if there's weird ones in english too that we just have become normalized to and it's like no that is a weird thing to have meanwhile granted granted i think we pull most of those from like french like ennui is not Uh an english like native english word most of our interesting words aren't native english words it's um, true. We just steal from the good ones. <laughs> meanwhile, the Planet Express crew is uh, getting ready to settle up their tab. And Leela says, you know, we can just expense it on the company card if we just talk about business. This is a bridge too far. <laughs> Bender is just like, so remember like yesterday and all that business that we did and fry's like i'll just pay myself i get it man don't mix work and pleasure um, i mean but you could get free drinks <laughs> you all you have to talk about is com- like a delivery a single delivery remember that time we did popcorn done uh i suppose remember that time i drank a king done now you're just recapping futurama that's all they needed. They just needed to play an episode of our <laughs> podcast and they would be in the clear. Uh, and then they can expense it to Planet Express and then be fine. So somebody should expense their drinks and while listening to this podcast and see how that goes. Let us know well, how your success was. Well, hold on. <laughs> all I'm saying is that 
They are they are the titular Planet Express. I don't know why I say titular. It's not titled Planet Express. Because it's a good word. It's a very good word. But Even has, if you used it wrong. I used it wrong. Maybe t- titular is a weird word that people are like, what is that? Anyway, I don't know, man. <laughs> I've lost the, tr- the plot on this one. But I'm just saying, like, this is Futurama in Futurama being in context. You can play this and talk about it. And there, that's work. I'm struggling to find a where you could be eating or doing something and expense it because you're listening to our podcast unless your job is critiquing our podcast and if that's the case i think you're making more money than we are okay so here's my idea we get people yeah to have us talk about whatever their job is about okay they pay us money to do it and they just expense it because it's a work expense at that point and then from that point on they can just go out to a bar and listen to that podcast and then drink and then drinks are on the company. It's a brilliant move. And we're just basically accomplices. I don't like the use of the word accomplice there. It sounds so negative. (laughs) We are consultants. (laughs) No, we would be getting paid if we're consultants. We are getting paid. How are we getting paid? They are. I told you they are expense. They're they're expensing their drinks. No, they're paying us to make the podcast. Okay, wait. Okay, so they join our Patreon, patreon.com slash back to futurama. No, no, no. It's a whole new. It's a whole new podcast (laughs) that (coughs) you killed me. It's a it's a whole new podcast. I mean, they are doing a whole lot of remakes of Aladdin. Am I right? Go ahead. Where, so somebody says, Dear Ben and Mike. Okay. I work at a company that produces... Widgets. Widgets. Talk about widgets for 45 minutes. And so they pay us to make an episode of... A sponsored episode of widgets. Uh-huh. So so we do Ben and Mike present widgets, and we talk about widgets for 45 minutes, and then they pay us money, but... There are they don't have to pay for it because they expense it. It's a work expense because it's about the company. So they're good on that. They're they're already scamming the company for okay. Some money. You were use the word scam. Yeah, but I have to you didn't get it when I was using euphemisms. Now I have to be on the I have to be more legit about this. We have to be more legit by calling it a scam. So <laughs> So now I don't think the episode has gone faster off the rails than this. So now they have a podcast episode sure. about widgets. We have a lot of money. Uh-huh. We charged their company, I don't know, say $300. Right? That's sure. nothing for a company. That's 150 for each of us. Uh-huh. Right? So awesome. Now, anytime they want drinks on the company, yeah. they just have to bring some coworkers drink and listen to this podcast about widgets about that we created widgets, and they drink for free for now, the rest of their life if i may and we are consultants if i may let me add to this grift instead of a one-time fee for the widget podcast it's a licensing fee okay so we reduce the upfront cost for us to produce and deliver this widget podcast but you have to pay us every, well, let's say every year that you want to keep using this widget podcast. The moment you stop paying, we pull that widget podcast back. You can't have mm. it anymore. See, I feel like the problem with that is eventually the company is going to catch on. I think that's a problem regardless. Yeah, but if we do an upfront cost, 
we get the money and run. Oh, I see what you're saying. See, so we've already got the money and those free drinks will dry up eventually. But if we do a subscription, if we're like, okay, it's like, you know, $50 a year or $100 a year or whatever, how many years is that going to last? But uh-huh. if we charge 300 up front, then we get $300 for like 45 minutes of work. So I would like to, uh, I'm, g- I'm going to talk, not to you, Ben, but to uh, the jury. Um, <laughs> I understand what we've just said. Sounds like we're discussing how to commit fraud. And you're right to think that. However, have you considered this option that we didn't? There's no fraud here because we were paid to talk about widgets. That's all they need to know. That's the only service we are advertising on the books. But remember, you just, I, you did throw on on the books. And that, that doesn't seem like a, a above board thing to say. Uh, I will end my closing statement. Anyways, they look over and uh, Munda is making out with Zap, which is a, uh, it's a thing. Everybody's. Let's talk about our <laughs> grift again, because that's more, that's better than this. Um, see, everyone's going to catch on if you keep calling it a grift. We are consultants, Mike. Our, excuse me, our legitimate business. Thank you. Uh, any business that calls itself legitimate has to be legitimate. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, if you are a cop and you're listening to this, legally, you have to tell us and forget everything you just heard. Mm-hmm. It's um, certainly not in the public domain or whatever license we've put this stupid show under. So where we accidentally incriminate ourselves about a thing we're not planning on doing. Uh, so back at Leela's, uh, Leela is staying up late waiting for her mom to get home. She's reading a, a book called Love Stories About Dinosaurs. I love it. And to re- that's the best thing to read at 3.43 a.m. She sees uh, Zap land in front of the apartment and um, bid Munda a good night and then shoots her. And she disintegrates and then just reappears back in the apartment. Yeah, a teleport ray. Sure. I mean, you know, fine. That's not... It's it's a problem. It's not the one the, the biggest problem in this episode yet. Leela explains that Zap is a jerk and so... Uh, her mom should not be getting mixed up with him. Munda indicates he's been a perfect gentleman. Leela <laughs> comes clean about the fact that she's had sex with Zap a couple of times. And Munda says, oh, yeah, no, I saw the, the commemorative <laughs> painting about that. <laughs> Zap is exactly the kind of person that would have a commemorative painting about getting laid once. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. Oh. Back at Planet gross. Express. Yeah, very gross. Back at Planet Express, Leela thinks that Zap is just doing this to get to Leela through her mom. Fortunately, Munda calls, and uh, Munda's just got uh, hired by Zap to be his personal translator. She'll be with him in, all the time in space. Mm-hmm. Then she gets another call. Her dad is just distraught. They go down to the sewers. I just love and... how the call is just literally him crying. He doesn't say hello. He just cries. That's the benefit of uh, video chat. You uh, don't need, like, if you I know called it's me. you when I was crying, like, mm-hmm. But, like, if it's, it's video like, chat. Hey, Mike, it's just, it's really hard right now. Uh-huh. It's just, you can see me crying. There's no exactly. need to say anything. I can't say anything because I'm crying this hard. So they go down to the sewers to talk to Morris. And he is just super distraught about 
uh, Munda leaving. And seeing somebody else. And uh, they say, oh, it's time to get on with your life. And he says, she was my life. And then Bender, of all people, is like, aww. But and he's then, also like reclining on the couch and like n- looks like he's not paying attention. And there is a good, I don't know, five seconds of stunned silence. <laughs> and it is, I know I've complained about how Comedy Central like sort of chopped up the older episodes to like cram in more commercials yeah. and whatnot and didn't really let uh, things land like they should. Mm-hmm. They finally learned their lesson. Yeah, this is good. That was really great it's it's a like a master class in comedic timing on this this one bit because just you have to let the timing. time land oh sorry you were supposed to <laughs> ask i was supposed to say what i didn't say the, i learned anything from that master class ben i was i was supposed to say what's the secret to comedy and then when you started i say timing and that's the joke oh i see you've subverted uh-huh. my expectations uh-huh so this is the point where we all laugh <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny that we're being so stupidly clinical about this. Um, Leela suggests, well, since mom is off doing the things that she always wanted to do, why don't you do the same? Take take Fry and Bender and go uh, surf all the sewers that she wanted to do. You can teach them how to surf, and then that way they're out of my hair, and I can just focus on keeping mom safe. Right. Even though Morris wants her to come, too, because she's got this duty. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> sewer humor S- sewer duties um uh th- morris is like yeah let's do that and then we kind of get a montage about sewer surfing and then lila basically just monitoring munda mm-hmm. and so they they go around to various locations and major events there's a my favorite is surfing at halftime at the rose bowl and it's yeah. gross it's it's all very gross the only thing i wrote down is that there's a nice lee lemon throwback because yeah. leela is disguised as lee lemon that's it's very good um so i did like that most of the rest of this uh montage is kind of just gross and like inconsequential like it doesn't tell us anything really it just tries to make jokes and they're fine back at leela's apartment Leela is waiting for her mom, and when her mom comes in, she's like, where have you been? And then Munda says, it's two in the afternoon. She's like, several days later. It's the best It's the best delivery of, you haven't been home in days mm-hmm. ever. Um, so this is when Leela uh, lays in law. Zap is a jerk, and I insist that you break up with him. And Munda says, well, no, I'm I'm not so old that I can't have some fun and not so old that I can't have sex with Zap. And Leela recoils. And she keeps just saying sex with Zap over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. My favorite part is after she storms out, she calls back just to say sex with Zap. And you know that the intro to this episode is me gonna getting, be getting a sound clip of sex with Zap because I can't not. Yeah, it's the best one in the episode, I think. Back at Planet Express, uh, Fry is getting <laughs> shots for all the diseases he caught in the sewer uh, through surfing. Yeah. He would be the only one that gets it because Morris is a mutant and is seemingly immune. And Bender's a robot. Mm-hmm. So I love that that consistency there. Leela still thinks that Zap is just using Munda to get to Leela. And so she intends to prove herself technically correct, the best kind of correct. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, he, she talks to, uh, Morris and Morris is super chill and super laid back. And Leela's like, how can you be so calm? 
He's just super zen now that he's been surfing. Like he doesn't have a care in the world. Yeah, this is this is where uh, his happy place. Very 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 easily tell that. I've been to Boulder, Colorado. I know what's up. What is up, Ben? People like him, except they don't surf in Colorado because it's well sewers. You could probably do that. Could I don't know. I mean, at at Boulder, you've got the big football stadium. It's true. You've got University of Colorado. The Buffaloes, if I'm correct. That is correct. Excellent. I I remembered a sports thing. That's not a surprise (laughs) for me. So (laughs) hey, good job. You remembered a sports thing. Um mostly I remembered a Colorado thing. Oh, that's they can be classified as multiple things. Anyways, yes. Uh so the plan is because Earlier, Munda pointed out that she will be back at precisely 8 p.m. Yes. To get her things from Leela's apartment. So Leela invites Zap over at, say, how about 7.58? Precisely. Precisely. Um, And Zap does <laughs> very precisely at 7.58. Very punctual. Mm-hmm. I've often said that about Zap. Have you? No, not once. Okay. So, uh, Leela, well, actually, once because now we have to because he, yes. he was. Leela opens the door and she is in a uh, she's in lingerie mm-hmm. and uh, she is just trying so hard to seduce Zap and Zap is just like, um, you know, like I mean he he acknowledges it. He's like, it's nice to see a surprising amount of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Leela ends up using uh, a pole dancing routine routine. And uh, and Zap's like, why are you using Munda's pole? Mm-hmm. Which is a, a thought. And so she jumps him and she's like, uh, she looks at the clock and there's 30 seconds to go until 8 p.m. So she says, have your way with me for the next 30 seconds. And he's like, that'd be more than enough time. But, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm in love with Munda and um you know she's the only one that i want and you know he's he's being surprisingly romantic and monogamous and Mm -hmm. uh respectful and this is when munda at eight o'clock precisely comes in turns on the light and uh like is warmed by this indication of his love and he proposes to her i do like a that he calls her squidums which is a I love that pet mm-hmm. name. It's a very good one. And he also he is does like, love the tentacles. He does. Um, and he says, "Here in front of your half-naked daughter seems like the perfect time." And then that's when he proposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I, know if that's really the perfect time for anything. I think it's just the time that presented itself. And it's like, well, might as well do it now because Zep didn't think that one th- further. Uh, and then we get a gross line of oh, uh, it's so bad where she's like, Zap, you're disgusting and and uh, awful. And he's like, there's no need to call me names, Leela. Just call me daddy. It's so bad. It's just oh, oh, man. I just like I literally got up and like walked around. I got in an angry dome because I hate that line. And I hate the concept. and I hate it all. Yeah, it was pretty gross it's bad this is bad don't bad uh back at planet express (sighs) if you're done saying bad bad back at planet express fry of all people manages to convince leela that she should come to the wedding because uh he's 
he does point out that uh, there will be chicken or fish circle one for dinner. It, that fry is a bright one. Um, it took me a second to figure out mm-hmm. what I wanted to even say there. Nobody makes chicken or fish circle one like my mom, though. It's true. It's her specialty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, See, that was great when she came into town and we all had a big uh, a bushel of chicken or fish uh, circle one. Mm-hmm. Is really great. Mm-hmm. So Fry convinces Leela that maybe Munda and Zap really do belong together. Because think about it, Zap has just become this like, you know, pretty good person, mm-hmm. and and Munda's obviously very happy. So they go to the wedding. Uh, Fry is like, May- maybe Zap isn't the only one that's marriage material, and Leela says, "You're getting there." It's a very sweet moment. It's a very sweet moment. I enjoyed that. It just sucks that it had to be in a Zap episode, right? So they go to the wedding, which is on the Nimbus, and uh, I I can think of no better place than my place of work to get married. Uh huh. There's a lot that goes on here. Really, the only thing I wanted to specifically call out is uh, the wedding march is being played on nothing but timpani, which is a very strange <laughs> choice for the wedding march. I mean, it sounds a little ominous. It feels kind of. Like a slapdash and uh, affair. Yeah, yes, I would say so. Like rushed and quick is the same word that I'd like to use mm-hmm. twice. Uh, at during the wedding, an alarm goes off, and those aliens show up. And Zap is like, "Crap, I forgot they were coming here today to sign the peace treaty." So I got to go do this thing. Um, he has Nixon and Agnew do a comedy routine to mm-hmm. stall. Very good. Uh, so Zap and Munda go to deal with that, and uh, Munda's like, "Hey, this isn't isn't actually a peace treaty. It's that the Karkarans are declaring war on Earth." And yeah, it was Zap's plan the whole time: get him to sign this declaration of war, and then Earth gets to uh, defend themselves, quote unquote, and they basically get to uh, fight the war without being the jerks who mm-hmm. declared war. And Munda will have no part of it. Uh, even though Zap tells her as captain and soon-to-be husband that he gave her an order, which, hmm, as captain, get it. Orders have to be soon-to-be husband? Mm. Mm-hmm. Ben's marriage advice corner. Don't do that. End of segment. <laughs> um, we got in and out very quickly. Yes. That's what she said. Uh, I knew that was coming. All so... Right. Uh, this is when Munda calls off the wedding, calling Zap a lousy man and a lousy captain, and t- tells the Karkarons the truth of the document. And then they really declare war. Zap's lies have proved true again. So they have this weird segment where, so first of all, they're under attack and the wedding's off. Mm-hmm. And uh, Zap insists that um, Kiff return the cake and uh Kiff says you can't return ice cream cake. I want to point out you probably can't return most cake. It's true. I don't think it's it's limited to ice cream cake. Mm-hmm. But I d- I do love the idea of return fire and the cake, and then the weapons are disabled. You can't return ice cream cakes because that's what Kiff seems to be most angry about. It's very good. So we get this weird segment where the aliens—they're all weird segments at this point. The aliens are shooting basically big waves at the ship. And somebody shark monsters, you know, somebody has to uh, I shouldn't call them shark monsters, shark aliens. I apologize. Karkarons out there. I didn't mean that they have to do this. Uh, uh, 
auxiliary navigation maneuver with the, this board that's outside mm. the ship. And fortunately, Morris is, falls out of the septic tank of the Planet Express ship who, who wanted to try to stop the wedding. And so, uh, yeah, it's this weird scene where they're like, oh, man, there's just so many keys. I don't know if anybody can do it. There's 20 separate control keys. And so Morris takes his shoes off and he's apparently got 10 toes on each uh, foot. Mm-hmm. He's he, It's time to hang 20. And so it's this weird sequence where the ship keeps getting hit by waves and he's like surfing on it and everything it's it's so weird but the thing i like about this is it really feels like a video game yes where they're like you know what it's boss time and we're gonna have a weird boss where the mechanic is surfing yeah and in that like if i didn't frame it with that device like this is kind of dumb but if i frame it as like this is exactly what would happen in a video game Mm -hmm. like how many video games have you ever played where it's like oh you have to defeat this boss that's trying to kill you dance yeah hit these buttons at the right time to dance them into submission yeah like it's that you're you're a you're a dangerous gta man dance dance for me and so I really like that sort of framing of like, sure. oh, yeah, no, this is exactly what would happen in a video game. Yeah, because it's very clear who is supposed to win, and it is definitely Morris. So sure enough, he does very, very well. And I, I do want to point out that he got over his fear of space because if heaven's above us, then the whole universe is God's glorious sewer. And somehow that gave me a boost. Like, I was like, oh, that's kind of sweet. Weird, but sweet. I mean, I... I feel like I'm living in a sewer some days. So anyways, um, getting too real. But, too real here on Back to the Futurama. Um, Munda says to Zap, you can stop this. You just have to say one word. And so he makes say he makes it, Zap say something in their language. Um, and they basically like, all right. And so they sign an actual peace treaty. And then at the end... Morris and Munda get remarried because Zap is can be inefficient, mm-hmm. and so they have a little bit where they uh, Morris surfs off toward Earth with Munda in his arms, and that's the end of the episode. And that means it is time for grades. I don't like it. Um, that being said, like I very rarely like Zap episodes. I think there's interesting bits like getting it getting able to meet more of morris and more of munda although i don't mm-hmm. think munda gets a lot of great characterization because mm-hmm. she is only there as like a foil to a male character morris at least gets some kind of background of you know like surf well although i will say that she gets to go out and release you know follow her dreams of being somebody that knows exolinguistics and being able to translate so i think there's interesting things there but then zap wants to kind of just rub his zap energy all over it and it just feels really awful especially the um call me daddy line which is Uh just god it just it literally like made me get up and just like get like pace around in my house and just yell um i i think because it's it's just got the sap stink all over there even even like the first half of the episode where he's not very much in it it's just i don't like it i think as as always like there are funny bits and it's it's futurama so i can't be that mad at it it doesn't it's not overtly problematic like some episodes have been 
but it's it's not a, one that I want to see again. So probably I don't know, C minus. Okay. I, I I don't I I could lower that down based on where you're at because I I could see it being D plus, but I just don't like it. Okay. So, um. A thing I really like about this episode is that weird, like, surfing minigame boss battle, which, again, oh, sure. I only love because I frame it as a video game yeah. boss battle. It is nonsensical um, otherwise. It is fun to get a little bit more backstory on Leela's parents. Mm-hmm. And I think those are mostly, like, the things I enjoy about this episode. Yeah, which means there's um, not a lot. The Morris wants to surf and fry and Bender go with him subplot is fine um uh you know i i think um it's gonna sound weird uh especially because i realize part of being a cartoon is like you keep that status quo sure i think the way to make this episode good is to have zap actually change as a human being because i think that would be interesting I know. Yes, I it's, agree. And I, I think I think Zap should have changed after the first episode he was in. But I think go on. The, I think the big problem and the reason you can't do that is because of how rapidly it would happen over the course of a single episode. Sure. And I get that. But I think that having Zap change as a human being would be actually interesting mm-hmm. as opposed to him just being less of a jerk for a small time frame. And then he's still just not a good yeah. human. Like give an El Re- Reveal Magnifico where he's just simply awful like always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, hell, even if even if they break it off and you get like one last little bit at the end of Zap just like reconsidering his actions, I would have been here for that. Sure. And I think that could have made this episode into a surprisingly good episode. I'm not going to say like a plus or anything i think it could have been a good episode sure um but but futurama doesn't feel like a, a television show that's going to give that amount of time and pathos to a character but it, that's but it could because it futurama could, yeah. has done it before the number of of moments in futurama where it's like hey guess what here's a very touching thing here's a thing about human emotion i mean we have an episode where we have almost nothing on Hermes and at by the end sure. of the episode we're like Hermes has a huge heart and like uh you know cuz he saves Bender from being sure. destroyed when he's uh, he's he's defective. But my my question then is do they do that about non-planet express characters? Yeah, I think they should. Well, I, I, think, I don't No, I I don't I don't disagree with you that they should, but have they? Uh probably not. So I, that's that's where I'm coming from because but, they, they're but, unlikely to do that for Zap because they don't do that for plan, non-planned express But what is stopping them? Basically, the idea that everything has to be constant outside of Planet Express. I totally agree with you. A hundred percent. I'm just saying... I think I think they could have done it. I think they should have done it. We're holding them to a better standard, but that's um, not the standard they set for themselves. Anyways. Not that that's a bad thing. I'm just... I, that's a point that I wanted to make. Um... Anyways, so with all that said, I think that because it's just it's back to status quo, I think it becomes a largely pointless episode. Because sure, I mean even Morris and Moon to get back together at the end, and you know what what really happened in this episode? Yeah, and, sex and, with Zap, and that's about it. Yeah. And so I'm I didn't hate it, 
but it's it's just not my thing. I'm gonna give it a C. Okay, fair enough. I I th- I think I disliked it more than you did, just because the the reveal that Zap is going to just be Zap. I mean, it it killed for both of us, but I think you th- you saw I mean, more I don't, more potential. In I it. don't actively dislike it. I just think it is mostly pointless. Sure. Um, and that really just kind of that makes it that real, just like middle of the road. Like that's fair. C. But I think there there are episodes that are ultimately pointless that we enjoy a whole lot more because they're yeah, funny because they're and funnier, don't have zap funnier jokes. And the plot isn't you know like zap isn't a jerk right which puts it back in the c area i agree with you um anyways we would like to know what you think about uh this episode or about what your favorite back to the futurama presents movie is mm-hmm. um or, or or what movie pitch you'd like to give to your hashtag focus ben and see what he would uh if he would buy a pay for a 12 dollar ticket at a movie theater mm-hmm. or whether he'd wait for netflix and drink while watching it also, send me any uh, fan art of Pikachu drinking coffee for serious. I live for that now. There was another fan art that I requested that you told me not to, but don't do that one. So, but maybe do. Uh, anyways, you can find you, you can contact us several ways. You can email us at Back to the Futurama Podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at Back to Futurama. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Back to Futurama. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other places you can find uh, your podcast. So find us on those. Uh, rate us, subscribe, and send to your friends so we can all watch Back to the Futurama movies together. Mm-hmm. And don't forget about Patreon. Um, we have a returning patron uh, who came back. Yana is back. Uh, I think I mostly said your name correct. Mm-hmm. Sorry Welcome about back. that. Uh, so thanks for coming back. We've, um, we've kept your seat warm mm-hmm. and uh, you'll just kind of sink into it like you, you usually and just it, just sit down in that comfortable chair. And if you too would like to sit uh, down in a comfortable warm chair that we've been warming just for you, you can do. Uh, do that at patreon.com slash back to Futurama. And I think that is going to do it. I think we've done too much. I think much. we've done too much. Exactly. So until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye, Goodbye from, from the, the world, world of tomorrow. tomorrow.